You have found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, me and Patrick will be discussing Marco Simonovich being released by the Chicago Bulls. We'll also ask, should the Bulls focus more on player development? And lastly, do the Chicago Bulls still have a big swing left in them during free agency? We're going to get into all that, plus some more topics on today's episode of Locked on Bulls. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That is Patrick, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. And uh, as you guys can see, that dig them in joke uh, got us locked in, man. We are, uh, we're cor- <laughs> we are locked I'm, in I'm- on Locked On. Corporate Hayes and, and Patrick, the designer in the building today. Uh, but yeah, nonetheless, bro. Pat. <laughs> the Bulls finally did. <laughs> How long we take this? I, I can't do it. <laughs> hey, man, listen. listen hey, that can't listen. hold us down, bro. Every, we every every once in a while. Unbutton the jacket, bro. Every once in a while, you got to dig them out, bro. It is what it is, man. Like, they can't stop us. Hey, 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 listen. That's what the suit is for. That's what the suit is for. <laughs> Nonetheless, man, uh, Pat, one of the things that we have been <laughs> expecting for so long this offseason is uh, Marco Simonovich to be uh, waived by the Chicago Bulls. They made it oh, official today. God. It was the last day that they had to guarantee his deal. They yeah. do end up releasing him from that contract. How you feeling, Pat? Uh, I mean, listen, we knew this was coming. I'm not surprised by this. I don't even know if we have 10 minutes on this, but we're going to make it happen because this is what the corporate life does. Uh, I, I mean, listen, he... He he took six shots in his Chicago Bulls career. I ran more on the floor than he did. Um, and I, I got dunked on less. So, you know, I mean, like, I, I just, I'm not surprised by this. Would I be surprised if Marco finds his home somewhere else and, and he fits in perfectly and, and all of a sudden somebody figures out, yeah, I mean, like all this other stuff. No, I wouldn't be surprised by it. But I just think that, listen, we, we've seen this before. Billy Donovan clearly didn't like him. Billy Donovan clearly didn't trust him. There was something in practice where there was a disconnect. It is what it is. I I just, I'm not surprised to see Marco gone. I'm not even that upset to see Marco gone, but I I think we'll see what his career ends up being. I hope that he has an NBA career. I hope that he does get an opportunity somewhere. I'm not petty, and I want to see this man's life, like, go down the drain and he never gets a shot. But I just, I I mean, listen, I think in my first Marco video, um, when I looked at him overseas, there was nothing that wowed me about him. There was the shooting ability. Yeah. yeah he, there was, the, there was yeah. being the stretch five kind of guy. There was a shooting ability. I talked to, I, I got to go back and look at it actually, but I believe I talked about how he needed more size, needed more agility handling the basketball, but that he looked like he could pass the shoot. We never saw that play out at the end of the day. He's a second round pick too so it's not that big of a deal like i i i it's in more it's more irritating because ak gave him the three years than the two because and that's that's the biggest thing for me too like the the moment that they decided to release him from this contract the thing that i went to is that hey imagine had you given that deal 
to Iota Sumo. We wouldn't even be right now. We'd have Iota Sumo on a one point eight million dollar deal, rather than be looking yeah. at right now potentially, you know, a five million dollar qualifying offer. Like Io should have had that three year deal, but I, I understand it, right? He's you wanted to give him some security, possibly, especially since he was coming over here from overseas. I understand all of that, but like it just really points towards like. Marco just never like 16 games. He got into 16 games over the course of two seasons. And uh, it only averaged, I think it was like 1.8 minutes per game. Like it's bad. It was bad. And so because of that, it's like, Hey, it it is what it is, man. Here's, here's the thing that to me, right. that, That I'll ask you, is it more problematic that a guy that you gave a real contract to, can't get in the game based on the coach who just seemed like he didn't exist. Right. Like you didn't even try him out. Yeah. You didn't even like there were moments. Listen, we were, we've been down bad. We've been down bad at at the center position. We've been to the point where we had Javante green starting at the five, like starting four, four. No, remember there was, remember when Vuce had COVID? Remember when Vuce had COVID? That was Derrick Jones Jr. starting at the five. Was it DJJ? Yeah, DJJ was starting at the five because him and that's when him and Lonzo had that dangerous pick and roll going for a little while. Well, listen, same thing. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> it's not. It, I mean, it's small ball of that, but like you're you're looking at a six six guy. Like you can't find a time to try and throw that guy in there. I think that to me, this is more of a indictment on the coaching staff, more on the development that the Bulls have had. And we'll talk more about development in the second topic. But the fact that. You're not even trying a, at, at a certain point, right? Like most guys get trial by fire. He never even got t- trial by fire. No. He never even got, let's see if he sinks or swims. They were just like, Hey, he can't play. Like that's a, that's a problem to me. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's when you, and the fact of the matter is, is that once Marco spent his whole entire second year down in the G League, and you could tell he was gaining nothing down there from being in the G League anymore. He's My man was at averaging 18 and 10, looking yeah. like look, look, looking like the G League Jokic, and you couldn't get on the NBA court. That, to me, was like, all right, bet. So if if he showed you that in the G League, and there were some times where him and him and Dalen Terry worked themselves into a hell of a chemistry. If yeah. you could not get him even looks where we needed some size, whatever, when Drummond was out with his – mental health things going on uh, when, you know, Derek Jones Jr. wrist is in perpetual uh, injury. Like if you couldn't even see the court at that point in time, that to me, the story was written. They don't see a future for you on this roster. And that's my problem with it, right? Like I, I feel like that that's the case with everybody. Like yeah. it, it's, it's to me, I'm more okay with it because it's Marco, right? Like I'm not, I'm not tripping at the fact that Marco Simonovich is not a part of the Bulls anymore. I'm just not. But that's the same thing that we've seen with Patrick Williams at times. It's the same thing that we've seen with uh, 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 Kobe White at times. Same thing that we've seen with Dalen Terry, his entire career to this point, right? Like mm-hmm. his rookie year, at least. Uh, that's all he's got. Like, that's the theme of this. That's not surprising to me. Heck, it's the same thing that we've seen with Andre Drummond in stretches. It's the same thing. we Like, there's too many players where I can point at where I literally say, this guy just doesn't get on the floor and there are times where he's needed and I don't know why. And I feel like that's more often than not. And I'm not saying that that was Marco, but that kind of philosophy still goes into it. Cause we've been down to the point where we're playing threes and fours at the center. 
And yeah, maybe Marco does suck. Maybe Marco does go out there and get his head kicked in. But he's doing it on an NBA court. At least yeah. we're seeing if he's going to get his head kicked in. We never even saw it. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and you know, the thing with, the, like, I don't want to act like Marco's this horrible person who has no NBA future. I'm just going to ask you this. Do you think that Marco, does he go away? Because we've seen European players, sometimes they go back to Europe for a couple of years. They 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 shine there again, kind of work their, their, uh, their value back up and maybe a team bring him over and get still only what 23, 24 years old yeah, could come back good. when he's 26, 27. Uh, like we've seen uh, the uh, v- Vasile Michik come over uh, recently with the yeah. uh, OKC Thunder. Could we see Marco go away or do you think there's going to be a team considering there's still a lot of teams with a lot of cap space that are tanking slash developing teams that have, that aren't focused on winning right now. Could a team take a look at Marco and say, listen, we saw you put up 20 and 10 in the G league. We want to see if you can even put up 15 and eight for us at the NBA level. Do you think that happens? I, I feel like if that were going to happen, you would have seen. I think that's why Marco has ended up getting cut so late. Because mm. if that was going to happen, I, I, I at least in my opinion, I would think that the Bulls were kind of like, hey, listen, we're going to hold on to you. We'll, we'll try and wait it out. See if you can find somebody that can be a trade partner. See if you can find somebody that really sees an interest in your skill set and then we'll move on from you. Uh, and you'll be able to sign with their G League team or at least play for their G League team. At $1.8 million, what you got to lose? But the like, thing a, is, like if I sign you to my team, yeah, I'm paying you more than $1.8 million probably. I mean, no, because his, his, his minimum would still be less than $2 but million. I guess he could he could give that man, basically. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, he, he could like, I, that's the thing. I don't think any team's going to look at the Bulls and say, hey, listen, we know you're about to waive this dude and say, hey, we ain't not giving you no assets to try to get him. Let's just yeah. wait and see what the Bulls do. Um, Like I said, I look at the Spurs. They're definitely a team. Heck, the Utah Jazz, nah, they don't have any roster spots. Their their roster's pretty yeah. much filled. Um, but there are there are teams out there. They could they could look at Marco and say, listen, at the bare minimum, maybe their G League affiliate, maybe it, a, a two way deal. Like we'll end up seeing. I think more than likely he's going to go back over to Europe for a little while, and he's probably going to win MVP. And then everybody will be saying, oh, do you remember when we had Marco Simonovic? Yeah. And we'll see if he ends up making his way back to the NBA for his for him. Young guy has some talent. I hope that he does end up coming back to the NBA. I, I think it all comes down to where you rank the G League over overseas play. If you've got overseas play as tougher than the G League, then yeah, I, I would agree with you. If you've still got American basketball above how they're playing overseas, then it's like, hey, listen, he was cooking down here. He's going to go back home and probably cook. Yeah. But it, he couldn't cook at the NBA level. But it's also, again, it, it's tough. I don't know if he can cook at the NBA level. We he's six, 16 games. That's crazy. 16 games. 16 games and probably a and combined a maybe 22 minutes in those 16 right. games. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it like that that's that's a deeper issue for me that in you put him into 16 games and you didn't allow him to play in games where you let Patrick Williams go off. Yeah. The games where we don't That's care a great about point this. Too. The Minnesota and we games, throw a couple you in. Of yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, we'll see, man. Ultimately, like I said, I hope the best for Marco Simonovic, and we'll end up seeing where he does go. Uh, but before we uh, get into the next topic, which we're going to be talking about the Bulls, focus on player development maybe going forward and how kind of this Marco Simonovic uh, kind of puts more of a highlight on the lack of development we've had the last couple of years. Before we do that, i got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is BetterHelp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes life... Uh, In life, we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around the 
around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is anything is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, man. Came so, in normal that time. Good music on that one. Good yeah, music I, on that listen, one. Listen, it, it understands <laughs> the, the tone, right? It understands the what's going on it's right the now. Suits. It's the suits. Yeah. The, the music gotta, even understands what corporate today. <laughs> corporate, corporate Hayes, corporate Patrick, you know, you got to do Patrick the designer. Patrick the designer. Um, that is hilarious. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> but, you know, with, with this said, and, you know, with the Bulls still having a lot of young players. Now, Marco's gone. Yeah. And we still got now Adama Sinago. We still got Julian Phillips. We still got Dalen Terry. We still got Patrick Williams. Still got Kobe White. Potentially Ayo Desumu. That's six players yeah. out of a, out of a fifteen man roster that still have considerable development to go. Right? Yeah. Um, do you think that you know this move away from Marco uh, does this remind or kind of reinvigorate uh, management, which they've already ha- hired ahead of player development? But do they focus now more on player development with, than what they've had the last couple of years? I think I I almost think you have to, right? Mm. Because here's my issue. Some of the names that have been thrown out there, right? Watford's a name that's that's now uh on the list after being waived by the the Portland Trailblazers. You just drafted Julian Phillips. If you go out and sign Watford and you give him the minutes that you could have potentially given to Julian Phillips, what are you trying to develop Julian Phillips into if it's not what Watford is and the potential of what he can be. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's there's always this conversation of, I want that guy that's already developed. I want that guy that's already done. I want this guy. Let's go get this guy. Let's add this. But there's never a conversation of, hey, why don't we fix some of the stuff that we got here that seems like it was drafted for that skill set? Mm-hmm. You're not even getting guys to a point where they're competent NBA players. Like Patrick Williams and, and Kobe White... It, they like they're they're bottom tier role players in the NBA right now. Like they're not even like solid role players. They just they they they're guys. Yeah. You haven't developed them into somebody that we can trust night in and night out. Like and so for me, I look at all of these names that we can go get. What are you drafting for? What are you going out? Why are you going back into the draft? Right, mm. you, you trade back into the draft. Why are you signing Adama Sanago undrafted? Yeah. Why, like those are the things to me that at a certain point you just got to you, you have to start doing things in house. And the teams that usually win, the teams that win the most, usually do develop some of their younger talent, some of their younger players, and they turn them into those stars. Remember, Giannis was not Giannis. I I don't think people really remember this. Giannis was not Giannis. Giannis was easy to beat. Every year for the Chicago Bulls. We made Giannis so mad one year, he elbowed Mike Dunleavy in the ribs. Those after were the we days. was putting him out. Those were the days, man. 
And so the, to me, you have to focus on development. If you're not focusing on development, you're setting yourself up for success or, or for failure. And his, I, I'll say this. Don't be surprised, right? You want to look at the flip side? Look at Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal. Don't be surprised if they don't win a championship. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I don't think anybody would be surprised if they don't win the championship because there's so many questions with that team. Um, I look at it like this. Like, you made great points. Like, you you went... So you you sent out future assets to bring in Julian Phillips. You saw this kid in Julian Phillips, and he was obviously somebody you wanted now, right? Yeah. So you have to invest in that development. And like you said, Peter Patton hiring him was a great step in that. But we need to see. It can't just come through what we don't see. Like, yes, there's a, most of the development that players go through is what we don't see on the court. But that also means that they need actual development reps at an NBA level. Yeah. You could only get so far in the G League and getting those reps. Yes, they help, especially for a player that may need to acclimate things like that. That It helps. I talked about a lot last season with Dalen Terry. He was able to work on specific things in his, in his game that he would have never been able to work on had he been in the rotation for the Chicago, Bear, Chicago Bears, Chicago Bulls last season. Definitely wouldn't have got to work on it with the Bears. Definitely wouldn't. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Dalen could be a heck of a wide receiver. Dalen in the uh, slot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but with that said... uh. I do think that, okay, but and that's fine. But now we need to see something at the NBA level. Like, yeah. it, it, Julian Phillips, they've hyped his defense. Like, AK's talked about hey, like He can already. defend. Already. He can, he can defend four <laughs> positions today, right? Some people have you believe he's the best on-ball defender on the team now. All right, let's see it. Give the man an opportunity to Definitely. earn a That'd role. Io did that. Now, it yeah. also came... Also with Io, the fact that he came into a situation where he earned minutes before, and then once Lonzo went down, he absolutely was going to go get minutes. Yeah. But we need to see the young guys put in a position. I get it. DeMar's been great for us. Zach's great for us when he's healthy. Everything. Vooch is Vooch. We know what Vooch is. He's a double-double machine, one of the best centers in the league. But they aren't your future. Well, Zach probably is. They just aren't your future. Yeah. You have to start investing in that future. I'm not saying they need to go out and get 20 shots a game. But you need to invest in that future. And if you have a head coach in Billy Donovan that doesn't see that, then something's not aligned. If Billy Donovan's vision of these players aren't aligned with what the front office's vision is, something has to give there. I'll tell you this. Vooch can be a part of your future. You want to know why? Because his game is old as heck. That's true. <laughs> it's been That's old since he was point. 21. You, you think, think about, honestly, think about what the Bucks are and how they won their championship. Brooke Lopez is 37 years old. He was 34 when they won. Like a lot of you, sometimes you have that veteran guy who is the older guy on the team who is Al Horford's been to two, uh, three Eastern Conference finals in a row oh, crap. and contributed is, to every one. We maybe have breaking news. You keep talking. I'm going to check something. We got, we got breaking news. Hold on. Somebody, I, somebody I, said, somebody said, whoa, said something on Twitter. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Is it Baki? Did Baki say it? If it's, Baki, Baki, if it's not Baki, if, if young yeah. Baki don't say it, I'm going to. Yeah, hey, it's not. We don't come see on, it. Dog. it. Come on, real. dog. We're going to keep it moving. Come on. Y'all got to stop trying to get attention here. Come yeah, on, I got to go check it up. Uh, but bro. no, I, I, I just, here's, here's my thing at the end of the day. You have two players on your team right now who have uh, worst ever stats attached to their name. Patrick Williams took the least amount of shots of any team or of any fourth overall pick ever his rookie year. Dalen Terry played the least amount of minutes of any 18th overall pick his rookie year. 
Listen, I get we're trying to do the whole Tom Thibodeau thing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Maybe that's how it ends up working. But, like, you got to give guys an opportunity. The reason that Jimmy Butler couldn't get in is because Lou Aldang was already really good. There's no reason that Dalen Terry shouldn't be getting minutes when we looked at what Dalen Terry could bring to a team last season. Energy alone. After watching that team walk up and down the court dead night in and night out. And so that that's an issue for me. That's an issue that I have with the coaching staff. You got to focus on development to me. You have to put the the uh, uh, um, the young guys out there to make make plays and make mistakes. And I'll say this. What was one of Ayo DeSumo's biggest learning points? And you remember this game. When he got cooked by Drew Holiday? No, he 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 continually lets that happen. Uh, <laughs> he didn't learn from that. No, remember we were in double overtime, or maybe just overtime. I want to say it was versus OKC, and Io made two mistakes at the end of that game that cost oh, us the game. Yeah, in a yeah. row. Yeah, I remember what you're talking about. Next over, it was the first overtime we'd ever played. It was the first overtime he'd ever played in the NBA. Next overtime we played, he was one of the best defenders in that overtime. Made the right decision. Now, that didn't translate into year two, but that's a whole different thing. But he learned by fire. And I just, I I feel like you got to, you you have to at least see what these guys can do. I it The part about Marco that irks me is that we paid him for two years for him to cook in a G League. We didn't even get a G League championship out of it. We did get a G League MVP with Carly Jones. So does it offset there? He might not even make the team. The G League MVP can't even make the team. I mean, listen, we are a franchise that saw Antonio Blakeney come come about. So I'm I not thought he could hoop. I thought he could hoop. I thought he could hoop. But, yeah. And that man, here's the thing: he could hoop, but he sure couldn't play on the team. <laughs> He's probably so he just scored a three pointer somewhere in some random gym somewhere in America, but it, it, it's is, not the NBA. It doesn't matter. This, what is this comment? This comment doesn't even mean that the Puerto Rican homie got a suit on. Yeah. <laughs> right. Next up, though, we're going to talk about the Bulls. Do they still have a big swing left to take in free agency? Oh, God. That now with the Bulls, uh, another thing by waving Marco Simonovich or releasing him. This puts $1.8 million back on the Chicago Bulls books, which means yep. now the Bulls are over $10 million underneath the luxury tax. We do have a disabled player exception that should be approved any day now of $10.1 million. All this summer, we've been talking about the fact that that disabled player exception, we out here wearing suit. Wow, I didn't. I swear I didn't even. We, that's not even why we did it. But that is. <laughs> that's. We, that's wow. To, I very rarely do this on the podcast. <laughs> Shout out the Let's Talk Bulls on YouTube. That man said we out here wearing suits to Marco's funeral. That's crazy. How do I... You shouldn't Say stop. goodbye. Let's keep it going. Nah. Oh, God. But that's with funny. that said, now the Bulls about $10 million underneath the luxury tax, still over the salary cap. This creates a little bit more room there. Still have $6 million of a mid level exception, $4.5 million of a biannual exception. exception. Do the Bulls have a big swing? By big swing, I do not mean trading for a superstar. I mean, yeah. relative to where we're at right now. Do they, do they get a P.J. Washington? Um, do they get a, 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 even though I do not want to see him on this team, a Christian Wood? Do they get a, a Kelly Oubre? Like, do they make that type of attempt at a move left now? 
because the price is going down on guys, I could see it. Mm-hmm. And I'd be okay with it. I think more so at the four position than anything. I, I'm not, it, it, both of the guys you named, unfortunately, I think are the ones that are on the Bulls' radar, possibly. I, I mean, listen, off of the bench, I'm not going to be mad at, at Christian Wood being able to put up 25. Off of the bench, I, I'm not going to be mad at P.J. Washington being able to avoid Brittany Renner. But, you know, I mean, like, she ain't coming to the shot. She's not coming to the shot. I'm going to leave it alone. There was a joke there. There was a joke there. We we corporate. We corporate the day. We corporate, We're corporate today, the day. Bro. We're taking the day. Very we, corporate. Not taking Brittany Renner to the O. That's not <laughs> But uh, I just, I, I'm... I, I guess I'm still asking the same question, right? Is bringing Christian Wood in going to make you exponentially better in the long run? Or is it better to just go and ride in with the, the team that you have and develop your young guys? The, and that's the thing. I, I saw a comment in there earlier that it's that, you know, you can still win now and try to, the thing that we're saying is not that you don't still try to win now. It's simply yeah. put that you still give you like, uh, Kawhi Leonard developed on a team that was trying to win now, right? Like, and and he was way down that depth chart. Yeah. Pa- Paul George, people forget Paul George was behind Danny Granger on that depth chart and yeah. developed because they gave him an opportunity, yeah. right? We're not saying that anybody needs 15, 16 shots per game, <laughs> but guess what? Run something through these guys. He was talking about his first opportunity. I think he said it was against um, Carmelo. <laughs> and Danny was like, hey, I'm out tonight. And he was like, ain't nothing wrong with Danny. Danny just don't want to go up against Melo. He said, Melo cooked me all night long. That, yeah, that does <laughs> surprise me. But, I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, there's not a name out there. If anything, here's what I think Bulls fans are overlooking a lot, right? We're excited now because we have our point guard, right? And no, knock on whatever you need to knock on to 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 get all the bad juju out of there. But what happens if he twists his ankle? Like, the, where's the depth at that point guard position? Is is Kobe our, our backup again? That's we rolling with? Is that is that the answer for us? And I think that that's the part where I'm still looking at the point guard position. If it means re-signing Io and you keep him as your backup point guard, fine. If it means going out there, like if anything, if there's a big swing, I want to see them take. Because here's the realistic thing I need people to understand. Billy Donovan's not playing seven-footers outside of Vooch. We all okay with that now? We get that? They're going to go out and they're going to sign another 6'9 guy. He's going to be 6'9 with a 7'2 wingspan. He can scratch his knees without bending over. Just because you said that, they're signing Bow Bow. Like, it's happening. Just because you said that. Hey, okay. You signed a (laughs) 7-footer. Like, I'd I'd be – is he going to play him? (laughs) That's the biggest question. Is Billy Donovan going to play whoever it is? You know what I mean? So, for me, this is one of those situations where I look at this and I'm like, yeah, I I would like to go out and get a big man. But at the end of the day – I'm still looking at the point guard position. I'm still looking at point guard depth. If you keep Io Sumo, I love it. If you don't have that, though, what's the reason that we're in this situation right now where we're like a point guard? Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, God forbid it knock on, do I? Knock on something. Uh, 
anything happened to Javon Carter, like you said, the twisted ankle, we're right back where we were last season. We're right back with Io DeSumo as the starting point guard. And maybe, I, I mean, Io, Alex, whoever it ends up being, but, like, we're right back where we were. We don't have a lot of true point guard depth. Um, and that, that it seems like we go into every season. Every season we go into something where a position is extremely thin. The first season that this team came together, it was center. We had Tony Bradley as the backup center, and we learned very early in that season Tony Bradley was nothing. Yeah. Um, and we had we were very thin there. Then we end up losing. Hey, Tony had that. Tony had that West Coast trip. He's always yeah, got he that did. West Coast trip. Well, and and he was remember, cooking on that West Coast it was, trip. It was that one game that Tony Bradley had a double double in like the first twelve minutes of hey. the game, and I was like, "Hey, this is crazy." Hey, Tony Bradley was cooking on that West Coast trip, bro. I just remember going, "Who, who bag did he steal on the plane, bro? Like, what's happening right now?" <laughs> and, and he promptly gave it back. TSA he gave said, it back, "Hey, yeah. sir, sir." Well, Stephen Adams took it. Stephen Adams oh, took that, it. <laughs> that's very accurate, there, brother. Uh, and he gave uh, it to Ja, and Ja put the pistol in it. too far. All right. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, 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 oh. Wait a it was a long play, Justin. Not very Justin corporate there. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, we're corporate. We gotta. We're corporate. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, thank you once again. Uh, but with that said, like it just ultimately the way that I look at it is this. Um, regardless of who we bring in, it doesn't matter if Billy Donovan doesn't play them. Yeah. And that goes back to what we said before. Like, I do think that the Bulls may try to do something. I want to, uh, before we go, I do want to warn everybody too. I want to be very clear that disabled player exception may not be used until the trade deadline. I said, be that. prepared for that. Because I, I, I know everybody's going to think the moment we get it approved and then two days go by and we don't use it, it's going to be AK wasted another asset. It may very well wait until the trade deadline um, until he uses that. So we'll see. Jerry, get out of here, Jerry. What are you doing hey, no, here, he, Jerry? We want him here now. He's, oh, he oh, may be interviewing here for the money. Jerry My bad. Yeah, don't worry. My bad. I thought, <laughs> thought he was trying to sneak in. He was going to convince me to sign a $6 million deal by telling me not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, anything left before we get out of here, Pat? Uh, nah, man. I mean, I think that we, uh, put on a very professional episode today. We didn't, uh, joke around at all. And, uh, I think that, uh, this will get you back in the good graces of, uh, the powers that be Nick, uh, uh don't fire. Him. Uh, thank you uh, all for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. Uh, make sure to tip your waitresses, uh, follow us on everything at locked on bulls, follow me on everything at Pat, the designer, Hit me up on threads and, uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be threading the needle out here. Come on. Now. There you go. There you go. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. Uh, that's even on threads as well. Uh, but, you know, uh, this has been Locked on Bulls. Make sure you guys continue to stay locked in with us. We want to thank you uh, for tuning in and making Locked on Bulls your first listen every day. Locked on Bulls is also free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. For Pat the Designer, I am Cordero, and we want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Locked the on government Bulls. Peace, y'all. Hey, we made it through, dog. We out this time. <laughs> Get the tie off, damn Get the tie off. <laughs> we out this jam now. Boy, did somebody say go get Wendell Carter? <laughs> <laughs>